Hi, everyone. Once again, this is Seeking Sustainability Live, and we are trying take two with Atsuko <laughs> Mori-san in Kyoto. And today we are talking about Atsuko Mori's uh, business, which is based in Kyoto, called Camilla Tea Ceremony. And she has so many wonderful insights about tea ceremony culture and heritage, as well as many insights about wonderful places to visit and see in Kyoto. So thank you so much for joining Atsuko. Thank you for inviting and hello everyone. Would you give a little introduction about your business and yourself and maybe your beautiful kimono that you are wearing? Thank you. Uh, so I'm Atsuko Mori. I um, founded this uh, Camellia Tea Ceremony. Now it's like uh, eight years ago. Uh, we kind of lost one year, like last year. There's, oh, this 18 months has basically nothing. But um, I'm still here, alive, happy, <laughs> and uh, very healthy. Um, so, um, yeah, yeah it's we'll, been... <laughs> we'll talk a little bit about what you've been doing in transition. A little bit later, uh, trying to do online tea ceremony or trying to sell face masks and, and yeah. doing other things, keeping busy, right? Yes. <laughs> and yeah. when, when you stood up earlier, I saw your beautiful obi. You're wearing, as you said earlier, a little bit of a lighter kimono. It's still warm, even though it's <sighs> technically autumn. Is that right? It's true, yes. Um, we, we have to rethink about this um, season of the, the kimonos that um, still today is expected to be like 29 degrees in Kyoto and uh, not that humid, but still it's quite warm. So um, I'm still wearing this um, summer kimono that's kind of like half, half transparent. Yeah. yeah. Is it so, is it made from linen or cotton? What kind of it, material is it? It's silk. Silk. Mm, but it's very very thin layer, so um, we can still survive this um, hot summer. But yeah. if it's middle summer, no, you shouldn't wear it. It's too hot. Too hot, right? <laughs> and be before uh, before my computer crashed earlier. Uh, we were also introducing a beautiful heritage kimono from your parents that they gave you the material of when you were a child and you've been able to use it in different ways. And that's one of the wonderful things about kimono, how you can use it for such a long time over generations, right? Yes. So I have lots of uh, kimonos from my... Uh, my mother is actually very small, so uh, it doesn't really fit to me. But my aunt, my mother's sister, uh, is as tall as me. So um, I have lots of uh, kimono from her. And uh, this um, picture that you are seeing now, is uh, it's one of the, the kimonos that my grandfather uh, gave it to me when I was little. And uh, yeah, it's well. I'm I'm already over forty, so I shouldn't really wear this um, pink, you know, <laughs> the cute ones. But it's, it's gorgeous. A, it's yeah, too you beautiful. Can, 
you can you can wear it forever yeah you don't you don't have to follow that and uh, the kimono that you're wearing now you have a beautiful bright orange obi mm. can you show us that it's yes okay let me show can you see it yes, oh gorgeous oh, yes so here is autumn you see that can you show backside? Yeah, you gorgeous. It? Yes. Maple, the maple leaf, is that right? Yes, yes. And tell us about the room that you're in. It's very beautiful so, as well. Um, this is the, uh, we have two tea um, shops, these tea houses, and uh, one is called the Flower, that is near uh, Kiyomi's temple and uh, this one is uh, called Camellia Garden that is uh, near Ryoanji temple so uh, these two are totally from the east and west of Kyoto city but this one is just really gorgeous um, house and uh, I'm very happy to have you in this um, uh, gorgeous um, setting so this house is um, if you can see because of the lighting, it's not always easy. But you can see it's very old style uh, set, uh, building. That This is uh, 99 years old and uh, almost hit, uh, hitting the 100. But, uh, so the owner of this house uh, is kind of like a landlord around this area and uh, the current owner is actually 22nd generation. So he can really go back about 500 years of his family. And his uh, great grandfather was um, uh, like a temple and shrine architect. So um, he uh, designed this house and uh, built it about 100 years ago. So this, uh, his family always lived in this house and uh, so about four years ago the his um, parents are both deceased so um, they decided to use this house as like a culture interaction um, place and uh, they found me and here I am so I'm very, very happy to show this um, beautiful house. That, yeah, um, it looks gorgeous. And of course, a, a very interesting and important part of sustainability is preserving mm. these old buildings that have so yes. much gorgeous wood and beautiful design, but also rich history and heritage. So it's fantastic that your, your business has been able to make use of these wonderful buildings. Mm. Um, so this, um, the, the owners, they're actually both uh, quite international people that they both speak English very well. And uh, when, when they found me and that I introduced tea ceremony to the world, is that he, they were like, all right, this is the, the person to uh, talk to. <laughs> and uh, so, yes, that, that was a very um, great meeting. And uh, when he explained about this house and he said he wants to um, keep this tradition and want to 
use his house, his family house, as the uh, like um, historical center and culture center uh, for uh, everyone, Japanese, non-Japanese, for everyone. Then um, yeah, like a perfect match. Yeah, wonderful. Mm. I'm showing the picture now of you from your website, standing mm. in front of the the front gate, and there's it a is. beautiful garden before the house. And then mm. uh, in, behind you, there's a hanging scroll and a mm. flower display. Can you yes, give us yes. a little explanation of what's behind you? Okay, let me just come closer. So, um. Right, this area is called um, Tokonoma. That's where, um, like the, the center of a house. And uh, we also always decorate this area depending on the season or the occasion. And for tea ceremony, we usually put some like Zen uh, important words. So today's one, thank you. <laughs> so today's one, uh, it's called um, means that um, tea that is the friend of long life. So perfect, you know, that green tea is kind of proving that it's the, the healthiest food in the world. So um, this really is our perfect word and the the flowers so um these are all of them is like very autumn flowers okay, i'll come closer there you go right so in the basket it's the beautiful shape of the basket we have this um the mukuge uh lindo and uh, this is uh, like a little waremoko. So um, we want to also recreate like a season that because usually the tea houses are in a like, closed room that um, here we have this big window. You can see the garden so you can really feel the uh, the season together. But usually, like tea houses are like small, like a hut that do not have big window. But when you go inside, you still want to feel the nature. So uh, we uh, use the, the seasonal flower to for the guests to feel. Oh yeah, that's nice um, autumn time. Yeah, wonderful. Um, seeing the view of the garden, uh, seeing uh, the tea ceremony, experiencing the tea ceremony, but also having natural light. These are such beautiful elements of tea ceremony. Uh, on your social media, you shared some other beautiful old Japanese houses, garden views. Mm -hmm. I'm showing one with one of my favorite types of window, the round window or mm. looking out at the green garden with the paper shoji sliding doors, similar to the room you're in. This is yes. gorgeous. Mm. 
It is. It's um, yeah. It's like a you know photo frame that you can see through. So now uh, this is like in the summer, so you can see the beautiful green. But soon, you know, it's going to be become red, yellow, orange. So um, the picture, the natural picture changes. Ah, gorgeous. <laughs> and that that seasonality is reflected in so many things about tea ceremony. Uh, the tea doesn't change, but the type of sweets or the type of ikebana flower arrangement mm. or the type of view. Are there other things that change? I guess the hanging scroll also changes, right? Mm, they do too. Um, it can be seasonal or it can be the occasional you know uh what occasion of this and key ceremony sometimes it's um like a send off of your like, friend to another place then we'll put you know have a great life you know um safe journey that kind of words um it also can be um basically everything like a tea balls uh, the design of the tea ball changes um even like um tea caddy the size um, or the shape also changes there with uh, some shelves. Basically, everything is just uh, very seasonal. And uh, so that's why we have a lot to remember, lots to think <laughs> when we do the tea ceremony. Something very special this month is with chrysanthemums. Mm. And we showed your beautiful uh, heritage kimono uh, from your family before. And you also introduced so many wonderful things about chrysanthemums in Japanese culture and history and heritage, uh, including some beautiful sweets, chrysanthemum-themed mm. <laughs> sweets. Mm. Absolutely gorgeous. Can you tell us a little bit about what's special about this month in terms of chrysanthemum themes? Mm. Uh, so this month, the, it's, so it's September, it's 9. And on the 9th, it's the, uh, it's the, the, it's the um, like, uh, number of like one, uh, one one is you know it's a New Year's Day. Three three is the the girls' day. Five five is the boys' like children' day. Seven seven is the Tanabata. Uh, and the last biggest number is nine. And uh, so September 9th is that we have the, the biggest uh, the number uh, combined. So this month is the time of the um, receiving the energy, receiving the life, uh, energy of the life. So, um, and the flower is the chrysanthemum. So, um, on 9th of September, it's called a Choyo. And uh, we uh, celebrate our like a long life, we pray for the long life. Um, so, over the night, we put like a little cotton ball on top of the, the chrysanthemum. And the chrysanthemum will catch the scent and also the, the dew, like morning dew. And uh, you actually squeeze the, the water, like dew from the 
uh, the cotton ball and put it in a, like a sake or a tea and you, when you drink it, it's kind of like a, um, you, you receive the, the energy from the, the chrysanthemum. So, uh, How yeah, interesting. I... Yeah, you, you mentioned on social media that in the olden days, they used to, like you said, put some pieces of cotton in the chrysanthemum uh, mm. tree or flower bed and collect the dew. And then that mm. was considered like a healthy thing to do, like a cleansing or a mm -hmm. detox, as we say nowadays, right? I found that <laughs> yeah. so interesting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, Ingrid, you know, sometimes when you go Ingrid to like says, a... as well, put it on your skin as well is is good, right? The dew from the chrysanthemum. Uh, the, the dew, yeah, yes, yes, yes. Mm. Mm. You can eat it too, right? You can eat chrysanthemum. I didn't know that. Um, you so, were you were sharing so many wonderful uh, cultural things and so many beautiful old pictures and art prints like the woodblock prints which show the the heritage I guess of the the revering the chrysanthemum flower. I love that. Mm. <laughs> How do you find these? Are these in museums? Is this your own collection? Where do you find these prints from? Oh, those are, we just dig into internet <laughs> and uh, lots, of, lots of time we actually visit those um, places, uh, but yeah, those are like a, the exact ones we kind of should have to go internet. <laughs> yeah. Mm. And did you eat this chrysanthemum themed wagashi? It's so beautiful. This is last year, last year we actually made it. Oh, wow. Yes. That looks um, really difficult to make. It was. It was really quite hard. And uh, so there's a, there's a shop uh, we found on Instagram that um, there's a sweet shop actually sent us a box of um, like this month's wagashi. And uh, we can, there's a kit of the, each colors and jelly, everything in it. So we, we can actually make it. Um, watching his uh, video. Wow, how interesting. Um, yeah, so so many beautiful uh, prints and chrysanthemum culture. You were also, because of the good weather and because it's during COVID, you were doing a lot of tea ceremony outside next to the river. Mm, yes, that's, um, okay, let me get the one who actually does that. Now, let me introduce. Yeah, I'd love to. <laughs> Our staff. She was doing a lot of on the go. <laughs> uh, right. Tisa, so many, hi, how are you? <laughs> Thank you. Hello. Thank you for joining. I love your on-the-go tea ceremony outside. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Oh, outside. Mm -hmm. Like in uh, near the Nanzenji you did on the river. On the river. Mm -hmm. Oh, oh yes. Like yes. River. Oh, yeah. I went to Nanzenji with my um, 
um, picnic tea set and enjoy the seasonal sweets and tea there. It's totally different from um, typical tea ceremony, but I really enjoyed the atmosphere um, in Nanzenji Temple and in nature. It was super fun. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Nanzenshi was one of the ones that I, I wanted you to introduce because it's a very special place, not just to enjoy a beautiful temple, but mm -hmm. it has a gorgeous aqueduct. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's uh, so sweet. So sweet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you had the picture. Okay. <laughs> yes, that was super long and very old of course we don't use that now but we can feel the history of the aqueduct and um, of course it's super popular for um, travelers so actually it was a bit um, busy there but um, if you come to Kyoto you must go there it's yeah, so it it looks beautiful to take photos and to wander around. So it's so unusual. I didn't realize that Kyoto had an aqueduct. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's and here, popular. yeah, gorgeous. And here we can see you're making the tea outside. <laughs> is it is it more difficult to make tea outside? Is it very different system from inside? I imagine. <laughs> very different from uh, inside tea ceremony um actually it's not so really but just you need to prepare the hot water and some tea utensils and tea whisk is necessary to make a delicious matcha so yeah please don't forget that yeah great um thank you very much for introducing that uh that's a wonderful way to enjoy tea even outside uh, as you're trying to do social distancing or mm -hmm. uh, trying to enjoy tea anywhere, right? Yes. <laughs> now, you had a beautiful bag that you kept all of your tea materials oh, yeah. inside. <laughs> Let me yes, see if actually, I can find. They are not the formal tea utensils, but I choose... Um, like um, special tea bowl and um, different types of plate for the picnic tea. Um, they are all my favorite uh, tea utensils, so I hope you like them. Yeah, and a gorgeous bag. Is that your own bag from Kyoto? Yes. Yeah, beautiful. <laughs> Made of, of wood and wicker, it looks like. Mm -hmm. Actually, but um, it's a Bamboo, I guess. Bamboo. And then the top has a beautiful decoration. It's very oh, unusual. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's a um, wood and decorated with lacquerware. Nice. Now, another picture I found of you, since we have you here, uh, you were posing with the dog to talk about the face masks <laughs> that you guys are making. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe it's a good chance to introduce the beautiful face masks since I have you here. Okay, um, thank you for inter introducing that. Um, should I? 
Hmm. Or maybe walk out of it. Okay. Um, yes. So, ah, here is our little dog came. Hi. He's still wearing masks. <laughs> he is following very good COVID etiquette. Good dog. Yes. Yeah. That's right. Yes. That's our dog. <laughs> So um, yes, the the mask that um, we started selling last August. So it's been like about a year, and uh, probably we sold about a thousand. Wow, Maybe over a thousand. So that um, yes, um, we just get together. Okay, kind of like a little factory. That so you know we just okay cut. <laughs> you know we did a lot of uh, foldings and. Uh, yeah, ironing, and then yes, the probably I was uh, one of the ones who can use that sewing machines. I was like, <laughs> made a wow. lot. So um, these are some of the, the designs that we have. So this is the um, sorry, it's it's in a packet, but this is actually the camellia, and with a black cat. So go beautiful one. This one is like a um, uh, koi cup, koi cup and wave. Beautiful. And some of the, uh, the actual waves. Yeah, gorgeous. So I, I love, to... I love mm. the bold designs, the bold mm. Japanese traditional designs. Gorgeous. Yeah. Yes, uh, we try to find those um, that are actually 100% cotton, made in Japan, and uh, beautiful, like a Japanese um, designs. So um, also this um, cherry blossom, this is one of the, uh, where is it, most popular ones. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> now, this is, of course, something that we talked about a little bit last year. And I don't think anyone expected that we would still need face masks. We would still be having the coronavirus problem in, in new variants. So face masks are still very important. What a wonderful uh, new transition product for your business. I love that. Yeah, well, you know, the best thing is that we stop selling this, you know, that there's a world that we don't need this anymore, but probably we'll need it for another year or two. So, um, yes, I'll be still making it. So yeah. whenever you need, <laughs> please just let me know. And they're very reasonably priced. Can you tell us the pricing a little bit? Uh, that's a hundred and five, I'm sorry, a thousand and five hundred yen. <laughs> Per, uh, per mask and uh, we started out the it's uh, free shipping although the when was it June the Japan Post really really put the price up for the all the international um, airmails so we had we had to decide to um, ask for some uh, shipping cost but that's about 500 yen or 300 yen to Europe. So, um, yes, it's um, 1,500 yen for one piece. So. <laughs> yeah, very reasonable. Please check out uh, our website. 
In Ingrid on Twitter, thanks for joining. She says about $15 approximately. And you mentioned that it takes about four days to ship internationally. Is that right? To uh, it's a usual like a standard e uh, AML. So I still have to say it depends. Yeah. Of course, mm. some some areas take longer. I'm now showing mm. your your website, beautiful website that you Thank have you. made, uh, t-kyoto.com. And uh, you are offering now during coronavirus time, you have interactive online ceremonies, uh, matcha subscriptions, online mm. ceremonies for groups or individuals, and then uh, face masks as well. Is that right? It's true. Yes, thank you. And you said you have an upcoming event. Is that right? It's yes. The uh, next uh, next month we're going to do uh, yes um, in in house um, event. And now John is also the one is um, our captain. <laughs> <laughs> She's our captain. <laughs> Wonderful. So a lot of places around Japan right now are having state of emergency. So it's very difficult to meet uh, person to person or face to face. Um, but having an online tea ceremony, how has that been? Has that been popular? Is it any problems or any good points about the online experience? Mm. Uh, we res the good point is that it can be with like a big number enough with me and like it can be like a hundred um people behind the, the screen because we can really share together and also the um even different countries can join together so that's uh, a good sign that we found and uh yes it's we don't really have this like not it happens every day but uh we i think we are quite popular with this uh, online tea ceremony and a lot um a lot of um, companies um actually use it for like um training in you know, like a culture training so um those are like interesting uh points that we have find yeah, that's really interesting. It seems like uh, any company or business which is connected to Japan or J traditional tea ceremony would be very interested. Maybe schools as well. Seems like a mm -hmm. good idea. Um, you said in uh, Twitter, I believe, that you would send materials in advance and then they could do this ceremony together. Because, of course, there's mm -hmm. some necessary items that might be difficult to get in other countries is that right yes yes so uh, yes we send out the uh the, the kit and uh yes so we can really make the yes the the demo not i don't want to say the merge but um the thing is that online ceremony even though i make tea but i can't present to my guests you know they can't in taste my uh, tea. So um, that was always kind of like my um, struggle. And then this, um, uh, we made a deal with um, DHL, the, the Korea, so um, they can deliver it quite fast. Uh, still depends on the other countries. Some countries have very difficult to get to, 
but uh, yes, most countries you can uh, send out in but in about a week. Um, so uh, that's good. Uh, yeah. Thing. It's it's difficult, isn't it? Because uh, so much of the the tea ceremony etiquette, how you pour the tea, how you serve the tea, uh, how you bow, it's it's all it needs to be in person. But of course, during this mm -hmm. coronavirus time, you can't be in person. So it's nice that you can still continue, kind of in a new way, right? Yes, it's um still like uh for, for me it's like you have to come here you know <laughs> you have to be in the same room to feel you know please hear this um beautiful noise of that uh, the kettle boiling you know yes and uh, enjoy this um the fresh sweet there's lots of things that we want more but for the time being the the best uh way that we can share is this uh, online uh tea ceremony yeah. I I wanted to show this beautiful uh, Japanese wagashi suite um, as part of the tea ceremony, but this is very important for during this COVID pandemic time. This is the Amibie uh, folklore connected <laughs> theme. Can you tell us about Amibie? Because I, I think a lot of the listeners might not know. Mm. So uh, Amabie is the one of the, it's a yokai, isn't it? Yeah, kind of yeah, yokai. Yeah, yokai or like um, spiritual ghost. I, I'm not sure, but really like a ghost. Um, like good translation for yokai. Um, in the, the Edo period, that, but Amabie-san is the, the one good yokai that heals the... Um, Oh, what's the word? Uh, the consensual, consensual. Like, a, sorry, I uh, forgot the word. Um, the heal the, the virus uh, disease. So, um, I don't know who found it, but when this um, coronavirus started, this um, uh became really, really popular. And uh, in Kyoto, yes, of course, that. The sweet shop decided to copy yeah. <laughs> and make it cute. I've I've seen it a lot uh, during coronavirus time, and I heard from Matt Alt and Hiroko Yoda, who wrote books about yokai and Japanese folklore, and they were talking about the amabie and how uh, this uh, story is that she came to some people on a ship and gave them a warning that if they didn't change their ways, some horrible disease would come. And so that's why it's been connected to the COVID uh, pandemic, because there's so many connections. We have mm -hmm. to think about how we treat the environment and how we treat, you know, climate change and things. And she is a warning that we need to protect the environment or think about social equity. So I thought that was really interesting. Mm, it's it's a perfect yokai for yeah. for us now. <laughs> really is. Now mm. you've been doing during uh, coronavirus time. You have a very popular social media feed where you often introduce things that you're doing around Kyoto. So, for example, you did this wonderful pilgrimage 
where you went around to many different shrines and temples and you collected stamps. Can you tell us about this? <laughs> mm, that's called um, uh, Goshuin. It's a, you can buy a little booklet, a notebook that um, any, basically anyway, yes, it's those. Um, and you can go to the shrine and uh, they write um, with a beautiful calligraphy and a big stamp of the, the place. And also uh, you can just get a stamp. Those are, I believe those are free, right, Kichan? Yeah, okay, so you have to pay. <laughs> but uh, you can get the stamp, you can also get some calligraphy. That, um, it's a fun way to have a good memory. And uh, also it's um, like a rewarding to uh, fill the pages. Sorry, I can't hear you. Yeah, uh, sorry about yeah, sorry. that. Um, so it looks like after you fill the books with these beautiful stamps that you can uh, get a prize, like a wooden bookmark or a rice paddle. Gorgeous. <laughs> it's a little gift of the fulfilling. Yeah, they're wonderful. Uh, the Shrine Stamp Rally looks so enjoyable, Dave says on YouTube. Thanks, Dave. Uh, Ingrid says, I love those Twitter threads. Sometimes I interact. Uh, she says about Amabie, when a plague comes, draw my image and display it for protection. So that's maybe why we're seeing the Amabie more. It's kind mm. of used uh, to protect us and to hopefully make COVID go away. That would be wonderful. Mm. <laughs> thank, you, thank you, Ingrid. Uh, she also had a question about the type of tea ceremony. Uh, Camilla tea ceremony performs different types. Do you have a personal preference for the type of tea ceremony that you perform? Uh, when you say type, is that school? That's the ah, the Ura thing. Mm. Ah, right. So, um, yes, Camellia has uh, actually various um, types that uh, we happen to study in the same school that is called Omote Senke. But the majority of my staff is actually the Ura Senke, and there's actually one uh, Mushana Koji Senke. So, um, uh, we can't actually say that comedia tea ceremony do this style. Um, depends on who your uh, tea instructor will be. Then again, the uh, the style is different. And uh, yeah, it's oh, I don't I, I can't say I, I prefer. You know, of course we like our style, but. <laughs> uh, it's it's interesting to see the difference of the uh, it depends which um, style you see. Yeah, I didn't realize that there's different styles. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the the materials needed for tea ceremony? So we see the beautiful bowls. 
um, how do you take out the tea powder? You would need a special stick or spoon. And then, mm -hmm. of course, the whisk. Can you tell us a little bit about the materials that are needed? Okay. So she will bring some some of the materials. Um, so um, uh, on this um, on the screen, yes, that uh, is the set. The, so there's uh, the iron kettle, and on top you can see a little stick. Is that is the um, it's called um, uh, hishaku that is made of uh, bamboo and the, there's also like a big white thing that is um you keep the cold water and when you make tea you need you know the tea bowl you need the, the tea caddy and the little spoon the spoon is made of um, bamboo and the whisk So when you actually make tea, what you need is a tea bowl and the teaspoon about this this size. And the tea. Um this is like the tea ceremony tea caddy, but it doesn't have to be that tea, you need matcha and the whisk and it's also made of bamboo so those we need and yeah when you make tea so this spoon this curve this is very important you actually take two full teaspoons put into the tea bowl, pour uh, some hot water. Some, when I say some, is that actually it's 80 degrees Celsius, about 60 to 70 milliliters. So that's very specific. And then when you mix, we need this. So you mix it and uh, it's best that you, okay, again, depending on the, the styles, the how you whisk is also different. And for uh, when you go into like a cafe, you see lots of very like a thick, um, frothy uh, tea. That's actually the Urasenke style. And for us, like the, uh, the Omotesenke style, we don't make that thick. Uh, froth. We basically just mix, 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 uh, just water and uh, the powder. Then it's hard to say in, in words, but not as um, uh, frothy as that. You just mix them together. Wonderful. Uh, we have a comment from Ricky Okanda, who has been on the series many times. Uh, she is also doing tea ceremony and she loves wearing kimono, uh, paprika girl. She says, would you say the chasen is the most important element of making tea besides the tea itself? Um, 
Yes. Chesson, um, the um, big difference is that, okay, one is the old or new. Um, it's the chasen, the top of this part is actually really, really thin. So when you um, use it, it naturally starts to go off. And then uh, sometimes on, on, the, on Instagram, you can see the, the whisk with like half of it, it's completely gone. It's more like, a, you know, really like this. Um, hard hard part remains then the tea is not as uh good and also it really kind of like um scratch the the tea bowl so it it's not actually good for a tea bowl and also making tea so one is new or old and also uh second is i don't want to be really like um nationalist but if it's made in japan or not <laughs> uh, when it's made in japan which is uh, means that is from nara uh in takayama region um that's where actually there's um at this moment there's uh, 19 families actually make the, the, the tea whisk so um, if the the tea whisk is made in Japan. Ninety nine percent of the share is from this uh, Nara Takayama region. So um, ah, has... very interesting. I didn't realize that. Of course, we want to support the local makers in Japan because these kinds of crafts uh, are kind of dying out. People are losing the ability to to know how to make it. And mm -hmm. I think uh, Ricky shared a place that she went to, which was making the whisk. And it mm -hmm. is such high skilled uh, ability to be able to carve it so delicately from the bamboo. Mm -hmm. um, that's definitely something we want to preserve for future generations. So if we can buy from local Japanese mm -hmm. makers, that makes a lot of sense for sustainability for sure. Um, Ricky says, yeah, as well, supporting the domestic economy is the very best way to support sustainability, no matter where you live. I think that's true. We don't want these whisks to be made quickly by machines. We want to preserve that slow, beautiful, high-skilled craft, right? It's very true. Yeah. And also, like, a, the whisk that is made by someone who actually knows how to make matcha that's very different you know yeah. who doesn't know how how to use this or who knows how to use it so that's very um that, well I'm, I'm talking about this a lot it's because um i live in the area <laughs> yeah that's right. You, well, you you appreciate it yourself because this is something you're very passionate about, right? Mm, it is, yes. It is. Uh, let's switch gears a little bit and talk again about sightseeing in Kyoto. Now, recently you introduced Ginkgo-an and the blood ceiling. Mm. 
So uh, this is a, a little bit of gore, but it's a very <laughs> interesting part of Japanese history. And the idea of reusing this wood from a castle in different temples to pray for the souls of the people who died in this way to be at ease. And I thought that was really interesting. It's not just gory. It's about how you move on from some kind of horrible story, right? Yes. Um, like in Japan, the, the, the culture is that when you die, or like in Buddhism, uh, like when you die, you become the spirit. Like uh, you, you also become the, uh, the good spirit. So um, we don't talk about their history. You know, this, this person we uh, respect as the, the person who lived. Um, so yes, even though it's, it is really um, creepy that you can actually see the footprint <laughs> of this person. Uh, but yes, it's uh, we live with the history, you know, we are the history. So um, we don't don't take it as like a haunted house kind of thing. That it's also something we uh, respect. Yeah, I think it's important. It's a part of life, right? Um, death is a part of life. Of course, when people die horribly, we need to find a way to move on and find a way to uh, pray that they find the peace, peace, right? Yes. And I think that was part of the story that I'd, I'd never even heard of this before. And it was in a castle where a lot of people died by ritual suicide. And so that's why you can see some of the images like, like a kimono cloth uh, imprint or a foot imprint or a doll imprint. Mm -hmm. um, so it is really sad to see, but they've reused it in a temple to try to add prayers for people who died in mm -hmm. a violent way. And I thought that was really interesting. I appreciate you sharing this insight. I'd never heard of that before. Mm -hmm. Yeah, probably like the, that's the, you know, when you live in Hiroshima, it's the, you know, you still have lots of like the heritage of the, the atomic bomb. And uh, we um, yeah. keep praying for the peace. That's right. It's it's dark, but mm -hmm. it's it happened. And it's good to remember your history and to find ways to move on in a positive way and try to look for more peaceful ways to uh, resolve conflict in the future, right? Uh, Ricky says, that's so creepy, cool, and respectful at the same time. You can really feel the history. That's so true. Mm -hmm. Another uh, story I hadn't heard, you went to a beautiful Zen garden and you were introducing the story about the mother cub in the Zen garden. Can you tell us about that? Do you remember? In, let me show the okay, pictures. Who did this? Ki? You did this? You share Kijan? so many Sorry, beautiful Tom. stories on social media. <laughs> yeah. I know you have a great team. You have a great team sharing oh, yes. these stories. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Hi. 
this is Kieran. Hi, thanks for joining. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, usually I don't appear on any of these videos, so as you can see I'm dressed well for today. Well, thank you. Thank you for joining and sharing this story with us. I know that you have a great team there at Camilla Tea Ceremony, so thank you so much for sharing all these wonderful stories on social media. So I was really interested in this Zen garden, and it's related to the story of the the tiger mother and taking her cubs across the river. Is that right? Yeah, it, it's a really it's a, a very old Chinese um, story, and it's it's quite strange. They they believe that when a mother cub gives birth, that um, one of the cubs will always be a leopard. So you have two tiger cubs, but the third one will always be a leopard. So it's a kind of puzzle. The mother comes to a river, and how can she get all three cubs across the river? The leopard is likely to eat the other cubs if it's left alone with them. So the puzzle is how can the mother take each cub across the river one at a time without leaving them with the um, alone with the leopard? Wow, it's really so. It's like a riddle, a riddle. As, uh, yeah, as always with um, Zen gardens, there's some kind of. It's necessary to kind of think about it or to contemplate kind of a riddle. So, the rock arrangements or the the arrangements of bushes are supposed to give us some indication of how she can solve this riddle. So it's just a way to kind of free your mind and, kind of. Yeah, not thinking about anything, really. But in Kyoto, there are three gardens. So Ryoanji, which is actually over the road from this tea house, um, many people think that the garden represents this riddle. Um, also, Nanzenji is another of the gardens that they think represents the story of the mother and her three cubs. And Shodenji, uh, which was made famous by David Bowie, is also supposed to represent this um this zen riddle yeah wow how interesting and david david bowie uh might be the one of the reasons kyoto is so famous now he really fell in love with the place and and talked about it a lot right yeah david bowie he's kind of interesting because i think he was intending to live here for a time in the late 70s but um his career kind of exploded and he was kind of forced to go back to the UK and America to kind of record more. But while he was here, he, I mean, he knew a lot about Kyoto. When the shochu company asked him to kind of promote their, their shochu, it was him that came up with the ideas for where to go and where to film. He really had a deep understanding of Zen and the, the advertising manager at the time said that even though they lived in Kyoto, they had no idea that these Zen temples existed and that he just had this incredible knowledge of the local culture. So, yeah, it, it's thanks to him that that temple is doing really well nowadays with foreign tourists and, yeah, it kind of revived the, the fortunes of that one temple. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you for explaining and joining no, us.
I will leave you with that. So thank you very much. <laughs> thank you so much. I love that. And I love you guys are so active on social media. You're sharing all these wonderful insights about sightseeing in Kyoto, Kyoto's history, heritage, and culture. So extending from tea ceremony in so many wonderful ways. And I know you guys are so active and I appreciate you guys so much. <laughs> Now, another thing you were sharing as a part of the snap rally, I believe, is about all the different animals and all the temples with the different statues of the different animals. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Okay, I have to get Kiran again. Okay. Kiran! <laughs> you can do it. <laughs> She, she can do this, she knows this. <laughs> so all the, as a part of the stamp rally, uh, there was a lot of uh, posts about all the special animals and the different uh, power maybe, or different abilities of each animal. Yeah, the Shishino, Shijin are four guardian animals. Um, it, again, it's from China. And when Kyoto was created, um, Basically, these four animals guarded the cardinal points of the city, so north, east, south, and west. And um, yeah, so that, that particular stamp rally was to collect um, stamps from temples and shrines connected specifically to those four animals. I'm sure Atsuko knows all about them. <laughs> That's yeah, great. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I think I think it's helpful because a lot of people um, they come to Japan and they see all the traditional temples and shrines in Kyoto, but often they have temple or shrine fatigue after seeing so many, and it's it's, it's very difficult to see what is different about each one or what is special about each one. So I think when you have animal themes, you can look for a specific animal or you can do a stamp rally. Mm. Uh, you can know about the story of the ceiling boards, which have a horrible history. I think the kinds of things that you're introducing really help to unpack all of the complicated parts of a mm. visit to a traditional city, right? It's true, yes. We have like a, like a thousands of the temples and shrines. You don't know which one to choose. And then in the end, you have no idea which one you want. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, so I really appreciate that you guys are doing that so well and so beautifully with so many wonderful photos on your social media. Uh, we have just a, a few more minutes. Atsuko, is there something you wanted to mention about an event coming up. Can you remind us again? Mm. Okay, so the event uh, will be held on the 3rd of October. And in here, uh, the, the um, Comedia Garden. And uh, the theme is the, the Autumn uh, Sweets Afternoon Tea. Wonderful. So, yes, so we are going to uh, collaborate with um, three, uh, sorry, um, three um, local shops in Kyoto, uh, two sweet shops and one tea shop. Uh, the 
the owner of the tea shop will come with um, four different teas and uh, teach us how to um, make the best of it, kind of matching with the sweets. And uh, the last part is I'm going to perform a tea ceremony with a very special uh, suite that actually she opened two years ago in Kyoto. But she's so, so popular uh, on Instagram and uh, it's kind of hard to get her suit. So I'm very, very happy to uh, collaborate with her. And, uh, we can share with our guest. So it's uh, um, October 3rd, and uh, if you um, listeners have time uh, to join us, uh, please check out. Uh, we haven't really announced it yet. Uh, we'll do um, soon, and uh, yes, we're looking forward to uh, seeing a lot of you. Wonderful. That sounds amazing. Uh, Ricky says she wants to join. And uh, Dave in Osaka says, what tea shops will be involved? Can you name the tea shops? That's called uh, Rokaku Chikiria Chaho, uh, located on uh, Rokaku Higashi no Toin. And uh, actually, the, the, the shop is really, really small, but um, they have a variety of uh, teas. And the great thing is that they are really nice people. Wonderful. Well, definitely uh, check out the website, Kyoto-T, let me get it right, uh, t-kyoto.com. Yes, thank you. For the, <laughs> for the Camilla Tea Ceremony website. And you have a wonderful presence on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, as well as you are also on YouTube, I noticed recently. So you have some very popular videos. <laughs> I noticed the most popular video is you making tea in the mm. traditional fashion. <laughs> 75,000 people have watched it. That's amazing. Thank you. <laughs> Wonderful. And you introduce, like on your social media, in the videos as well, you introduce about tea ceremony, but other things, wonderful insights about Kyoto. Thank you so much for all the wonderful work you're doing, Atsuko, and your you. wonderful team that we got to meet, <laughs> some of you today. That was really special. Thank you so much. Thank you, everyone, for joining and wonderful questions and comments today. And uh, Ingrid says, thank you for being so internet savvy on uh, Twitter. Thank you so much. And Dave says, what a treat to start the day. Thank you Aww. all so much for joining. It's lovely to have you here. And Atsuko, keep up the great work. Thank you, Thank everyone. Thank you very much. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Good day. Bye.